Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. Several weeks back, a wonderful artist by the name of Terry Holder was my Song of the Soul guest, and what clinched my interest in having her on was a song she performed called Peter Pan. Well, it turned out that Peter Pan was co-written with another gem of a songwriter and performer, Andy Renfrey. So following my year for talent, I reached out to her in Nashville, and the day before I was going to talk to her, tornadoes hit Nashville. But the good news is that we have here today, thankfully, Andy Renfrey, a wonderful songwriter who has collaborated in creating great music with many artists, among them her own dear husband, Ren. She's been part of a few groups, among them 2-Bit Palomino, though principally now she performs with her husband as the Renfries. Andy Renfrey joins us via Zoom from Nashville, Tennessee. Andy, it's been long awaited, but I am so very happy to have you here today for Song of the Soul. Thank you. I'm excited to be here, finally meet you. The big event that kept us from meeting a few weeks ago was the tornado. I I think it ripped through your area, what, the day before? It came on the 3rd, and we had 10 tornadoes in this area, but one struck 2,500 feet from us, so we were very blessed that it, it cut a swath through a shopping center, knocked out a few churches, and took out the Kroger, and we wore Kroger's roof as yard art across our co-joined backyards here for a few days. It was super close. Yeah, and I called you the next day, having not having connected with you, yeah. and you had a, a few moments and a little bit of connection via your cell yeah. phone. Are you carrying any trauma from this at this point? Well, I've been through tornadoes before. When I was in the military at tech school in Wichita Falls, we had three tornadoes drop down one after the other and take out about eight square miles of the town. And so I just, I'm one of those people, I roll with the punches in life. My PTSD comes from other things, but my poor husband has been really traumatized by it. He's from California and says he would take an earthquake any day over tornadoes. Every time the weather gets bad, he gets a little nervous now, and I feel bad for him because I know, you know, it's unpredictable. Has it had any effect on your music making, writing, or performing at this point? Oh, absolutely. I write with a lot of artists, and a lot of them have wanted to write about life issues and perseverance issues. And of course, a lot of people want to go lighthearted after something like that. So we do that too. But yeah, it affected everyone here. It still is, but you're not hearing about it now with the virus issues going on now. Can you still do your music writing with folks? Can you collaborate like that, given that you can't get together? We can. There's a lot of online writing or Skype writing that we can do and stuff like that. 
So in fact, I have a young artist here that's about her next single is one that she and myself and one of my favorite writers, Erica Lotza, wrote together and it's going to be her next release. And she just asked me to write with her again. So I'll be getting together with her probably later this week over online virtual stuff. It's not as effective sometimes, but better safe than sorry. The way I got together with you, as you know, is because I was, I interviewed the wonderful Terry Holder and she shared one of the songs that you provided the lyrics for. Is that your division of labor? Are you the wordsmith? Do you write the tunes as well? And does Ren have any part in this? Well, first question, I'm mostly an idea and lyrics person, but I do a lot of top line melodies. Like I'll have suggestions for where to put the lift and how to enhance the melody because I've been performing since I was 17. And also I was a choir teacher at our church for six years. So I I love melodic stuff and I kind of know what makes things work. But ironically, uh, Rin and I met online on a musician's website and were co-writing between California and Texas before we met. We wrote about 15 songs before we ever met, and he's pretty brilliant at music. But right now, he really likes production is his thing. That is his favorite thing. He studied under Don Dorsey, who's the head engineer at Disney, and the two intern projects he worked on were Secret Life of Plants by Stevie Wonder and Keep the Fire by Kenny Loggins. So he's been in production for a long, long time, and he doesn't do as much songwriting now. So if he agrees to, it's kind of a big deal. So (laughs) I pull him in when I can. He's my secret weapon. (laughs) Well, he's a wonderful secret weapon. We'll get to hear his voice later, I'm sure. Again, you two have performed individually and together. One of your major collaborations along the way was with 2-Bit Palomino. That's one. Are there others that we should be aware of that predate 2-Bit Palomino? Well, when I was stationed in Germany, one of my friends from tech school ended up in Germany as well. And he was a bass player and met a guitar player named Mark Wilson at the base that he was at. And the three of us formed a group called Curly Maples that actually turned into a full-fledged band. We had uh, six members in the band and sang a lot in Germany. And we had a big following there. They love American music there. Curly Maples? Yeah, because three of the guys had Curly Maplewood guitars. And the bass player was bald. So when everyone would ask who Curly was, we'd all point to him. If enough people remember the Three Stooges, of course, the ball one has to be. (laughs) But um, yeah, I mean, Ren and I started performing as the Ren Freeze when he moved to Texas to be with me. And then we met Bill Ward and formed 2-Bit Palomino very quickly. And we were together for seven years. And Ren, with the musical talent that he clearly has, what was he doing before he met you or doesn't he share those backstories? Oh, he was living his life with another wife and his family in California, and he got divorced about a year and a half before I met him, just as I was going through my separation. So he was my best friend for a long time. We talked, and then it just led to other things. But we'll be married 15 years in June now. Well, congratulations on that. My wife and I had our 25th last August. Congratulations on that. 
Oh yeah, it's and it's a retread marriage for both of us. You know, we were married before, but this one seems to have been the winner. <laughs> That's what Ren says. <laughs> well, I can see why. Let's go into some of your music right away. Okay. What do you care to share to start out your song of the soul? Why don't we start with the song "Grace"? Because right now, I think all of us could use a little more of that in our lives. This song was actually inspired by Road Rage, and I'm just going to say that we were driving back from Texas, and I was not driving. My husband kind of inherited this lack of patience with people that don't drive like he thinks they should. We were driving, and I've learned that if I say anything, he usually doesn't like that. So I just pulled out my iPad, and I started typing this lyric. I finished the lyric and the song with a co-writer of mine named Scott Barrier here in Nashville. And now, much to Ren's chagrin, he sings this song, but he owns it. He owns it. He knows. (laughs) But I, I think in this time that we all need to give each other a lot more grace. That's the name of the song, Grace, by the Renfries. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Somebody's gonna get in your way Probably at the wrong time Probably on the wrong day Gonna make you late Gonna slow you down What you gonna do when that moment Comes around Suddenly you gotta make the choice To lower your fist Lower your voice Take a breath Put a smile on your face Find a little grace Grace Yeah, it's gonna happen True love is gonna come your way Probably at the wrong time Probably on the wrong day Are you gonna let your walls come tumbling down? What you gonna do when your plans get turned around? Suddenly you gotta make the choice To open your heart and the sound of her voice Takes your breath, puts a smile on your face Fills your life with
Grace is the song performed by the Renfries, co-written by Andy Renfrey and Scott Barrier back in 2017. You heard the lead vocals, though, where Andy's husband, Ren, sharing about Grace. So as soon as you say the name Grace on a religious palette, it would paint a picture of the song Amazing Grace. Is that a song that works for you? It is. I have sung that song many times, and I used to teach lyrical sign language at a church that I belonged to for many years. And Amazing Grace was one of my favorite songs to sign, so Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed it. Is there a particular verse of it that you like? I think that I once was blind, but now I see verse. I think that really resonates with a lot of people who suddenly realize that the world doesn't revolve around them. (laughs) And uh, once you realize that you're a denizen of the planet and not this individual microcosm that exists for everything to revolve around you, I think that you realize that we all need to give one another grace in this world. I'm very blessed to have lived in, in other countries and been around people of different walks of life. And I've learned that we have a lot more in common than we do not in common. And so I think that we all need to just allow each other to just be grace is essential. Was your time living in the other countries when you were part of the military? Well, my father was military. He joined in 1952, and I was born in 59, which, of course, was the year that the Vietnam conflict itself started. And then we became involved in the U.S. in 1963. And then in 64, my family moved to Okinawa. That was our first time going to Okinawa. And we lived there, and my father would go back and forth, several months at a time gone, several months home. He was a a flight engineer on C-130s. So he wasn't on the ground, but he still got cancer from Agent Orange just from handling the barrels on the cargo planes that he worked on. So he's still fighting it. Tenacious and determined person, is he? I take a lot after my father, very much so. (laughs) My sense of humor and my zest for life and my love of words, I got that from him. Oh, wow. It's good to pass on those kind of gifts. It is. Well, let's go on to another song by Andy Renfrey or the Renfries or 2-Bit Palomino or whichever constellation of your music. Since you write for a lot of people and other people do your songs, your music is reaching out into the world quite widely. It is. I'm very blessed. I mean, there was a cowboy named Chris Ledoux who was a rodeo champion. He was the bareback riding champion in 1976. And he segued from a successful rodeo career into a successful music career. By the time he passed in um, 2005, he had 36, I believe, CDs or projects that he had recorded. And I had come to Nashville for three days knowing no one. And this is how I learned the truth that the song finds its way in spite of you, in spite of all that you try to do. The right song finds its way to the right person if you're lucky. And Someone heard the song, and it was Chris Ledoux's percussion player, and he hand-carried it to Chris Ledoux. People would call this a 10- or 15-year town, and three days is what, how long I came. And uh, a couple months later, got a phone call that Chris Ledoux was cutting the song. So uh, he told me later, Chris, the one time that I got to sit down and have a conversation with him was in uh, November of 2004. And he told me that this was his favorite song on the record because every time he heard it, he closed his eyes and watched the movie. It's called The Buffalo Grass, and it's not named after the fuzzy grass that's ornamental. It's named after an indigenous salt grass that grows from the panhandle of Texas 
up across the plains and into Canada, actually. And the buffalo love it. And so they follow it south for the winter. And then when they, as the grass starts growing north, they follow it north in the spring. And the Indians looked for the grass to return, knowing that the buffalo would be right behind it. And I had read a book called Brules, B-R-U-L-E-S, by an author named Harry Combs, C-O-M-B-S. The character in that book was so compelling to me. He was a mountain man who had been formative in helping to, quote unquote, tame the West. So one day I was just sitting there thinking, what happens to a man like that at the end of his life? And so I just started writing from the perspective of his last winter. And I originally wrote The Buffalo Grass as a poem. And someone on the website where I later met Wren I let him read the poem and he convinced me to write it more lyrically centered. And so I did. And that's what led to it being made into a song. The song is The Buffalo Grass, written by Andrea Renfrey and co-written music with Willie McCulloch and Clay Canfield back in 2003, performed here by Chris Ledoux. Here is The Buffalo Grass. Forty-five days since the snows have begun I stare at the fire and long for the sun As the bitter winds blow through the mouth of the pass I sit here and dream of the buffalo grass Ponies are shaggy, their coats have grown long With their heads down they huddle together as one At the window my breath forms a mist on the glass As I patiently wait for the buffalo grass The season's still turning Still young For those who were here long ago The Sioux have all gone And the bison moved on And soon I will follow them home Molly passed in September And left me alone Now my heart is as heavy and round as a stone And too many years have gone by too fast And I long for the feel of the buffalo grass Now the animals sleep as the world holds its breath Woods are as still and silent as death When the mountain streams flow, spring will follow at last And the wind will blow free through the buffalo grass The season's still turn and the prairie's still young Those who were here long ago have all gone and the bison moved on Soon I will find 
Once again, nature's palette will color the past, and I will find peace in the buffalo grass. Yes, I will find peace. Voice is Chris Ledoux performing "The Buffalo Grass," co-written by Andy Renfrey and Willie McCulloch and Clay Canfield. Provided music for that one. It was written just when the Andy Renfrey shock troops landed in Nashville. <laughs> yep, <laughs> Land- my day excursion. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually had written it before that. I wrote it in I think September or October of 2002. And Chris Ledoux, I think he's been gone now for 15 years or something like that. He died in 2005 on March 9th. So to get into a, a known performer, good cowboy already, was an amazing streak of luck. But maybe it's not luck when you've also got talent pushing for you. You well, can eat both together usually. Yeah, I mean, I wrote the song without thinking of where it would land. I just wrote it from my heart and my spirit, and it just resonated with him. He had many songs on hold for his project, but when he heard this song, another one got bumped, which is why I was unpopular <laughs> with some of the other writers. But I have this philosophy about writing where you either take somebody on a journey inward or on a journey outward. And in the buffalo grass, it is a journey outward. It starts inside of a cabin, then goes to the corrals, then goes to extending out buildings, then goes to the woods and the mountains, and then goes to the prairie. So it's almost like the expansion of this man's spirit as he releases himself. Are you also at all naturally attracted? That is to say, did you know Buffalo Grass personally before you wrote the song? I wanted to be a master gardener so badly. I used to do a lot of landscaping in Houston. I volunteered at the local arboretum there. And I've just always been interested in plants and how things grow. Trees were my friends. When I was a kid, I would climb every tree and just sit there and just let them whisper to me. And uh, I've just always connected with nature on a very intrinsic level. And I read a lot. I've heard that writers read and readers write. So I always had read things. I'm very fascinated with Native American culture and stuff like that. So I really would credit that with my interest in how things like that work. Well, let's move on to some more music. We've got a lot of great stuff to get in here today. What would you care to share next? Well, when 2-Bit Palomino was formed... We toured for seven years, and one of our big excitements, we were so excited to go down Route 66 because we were like, oh my gosh, Route 66, you know, we've heard about it our whole lives. We were in California heading towards Albuquerque, and we got on Route 66 and quickly realized that many of the towns were gone along Route 66. We would see 
motel signs, but no building, just a parking lot. And it became apparent to us that just the simple rerouting of a freeway could be the death of a town. And a friend of mine, Karen Kiley, and I were sitting down to write one day, and she was talking about that. And I said, oh, you mean a drive-by town? So we named the song that and wrote the lyric about the death of a small town where people just drive past and don't stop there anymore. It's Drive-By Town, performed by the Renfries. Drove by our old school today Saw two kids who looked a lot like you and me Pushing each other on the swing Drove past the place you used to live There's a foreclosed sign out in the yard And that really hit me hard It's nothing but a drive-by town now Only it goes in memories hanging around Seems to me we've lost more than we've found in so many ways These days It's nothing but a drive-by town Drove down Main Street yesterday Most all the stores are boarded up and closed One by one we watched them go Drove everyone away from here Heard they're gonna put a freeway through The heart of everything we knew It's nothing but a drive-by town now Only grows in memories hanging around Seems to me we've lost more But a drive-by town Parked on the bridge Watched the river flow by Somewhere between The water and the skies All the life we love That's right before my
My guest today for Song of the Soul is Andy Renfrey, one half of the Renfries, but also part of, in the past of Two Bit Palomino and Curly Maples and many other configurations of fine music brought to the world, including at the choirs that you've overseen and been part of. That was Andrea's song, Drive By Town, co-written with Karen Kiley. And she's here today for Song of the Soul, which you all know is Northern Spirit Radio production. Our website, northernspiritradio.org, with 14 and a half years of our programs, interviews with wonderful and talented people all across the country and even into the world. Check them out when you visit, find links to them. So if you want to find the Renfries, renfries.com is their website. Renfrey is R-E-N-F-R-E-E-S, renfries.com. And you can find the link, of course, on northernspiritradio.org and all those other people I've talked to over these past years. And you'll find a place where you can comment on the programs. We love feedback. Rate the programs. Leave your comment. Let us know that you visited. Let us know what you like and what you'd like more of. And also, there's a donate button. That's how this full-time work is supported. Donate if you can when you visit. In any case, please remember to support your local community radio station. Local stations, not the national syndicates. Local stations are so valuable in terms of getting the music out there. I'm assuming you can verify that, Andy? Yes, they're the heart and soul of the country because they are in touch with the pulse of what's really going on with the people. And it's not about the sponsors and corporate greed. It's about the songwriter and it's about the song. I agree. So Andrea Catherine Renfrey is here with us, Andy, to her dear friends and mainly her, I guess maybe her grandmother would have called her Andrea Catherine, maybe more often. Only when I was in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Which didn't happen very often, right? You've always been. Oh, never. (laughs) Yeah, I was, I was what my Cajun grandmother called a pabon, which was no good sometimes, but uh, she loved me and I loved her and I lived with her for about two and a half years. She was a, a very formative part of my teenage years. She helped me become whole again. She was a good person. Given you moved in with her, I think you headed there when you were the age of 13. Talk about a challenging age. I have a sister, Sharon, who was a model citizen up until the age of 13. At 14, she discovered a lot of fun things that were problematic for the rest of the world, and things went downhill at home real quickly at that point. So let's offer more blessings to your grandmother for taking on a 13-year-old. Yeah, she was a, a really dear person to me. She taught me how to cook. I'm not ashamed to say I'm the best cook in my family of my siblings, and I've been invited to Thanksgiving if I would cook several times, but I'm really lucky that I had that time with her. It was uh, soul healing for me. And we all need that healing, and I think your music does that a lot for people, too. When you sit down to write things, like the song that you shared with Terry Holder, that's a song, you know, healing, yes. Yes, yeah. Do you have an objective to your music other than become famous and rich? I never strive for that, ever. I let the song lead the way. I'm all about the song. I'm not about the money. I'm not about fame. I'm about being impactful and saying what needs to be said in a way that needs to be heard. That's what I think of when I think of songwriting. I don't chase cuts. I write with people and help them find their language and help them find a way to express themselves. And that gives me great joy. 
I have a friend here who I've had as my guest for Song of the Soul a couple times. Walter Kraft is his name. He's originally from New Orleans area, from Louisiana. His theme is Serve the Song. Exactly. And I'm just wondering if this is like Louisiana roots or something. (laughs) I don't know. I think that we all need to get outside of ourselves. And when things come to you, they come for a reason. And I say, let them come and let them rule the day and quit trying to force things to be what you think they should be and just allow them, you know, you gently shape them. When we write songs, sometimes there's a little thrashing, but mostly it's like, what do you think we need to say here and what's the best way to say it? And of course, in the Nashville area, people want to say things in a way that hasn't been heard yet. And they're very formatted as far as time and stuff like that, because they're all thinking of radio and For me, it's not so much that as did the song reach out and touch people in the way that I wanted it to. That's very important to me. I think that's why Peter Pan was such a blessing. That song was very moving. (laughs) And if you want to hear that song performed, you should tune in to my Song of the Soul interview with Terry Holder. Just come to NordenSpiritRadio.org, search for Holder, and you'll find it. And you'll be able to hear Peter Pan, a lot of other wonderful songs that Terry does. But right now, I'd like to have some more music from Andy Renfrey. What's next? I think that we should go to 97 Acres. We were driving, Ren and I, from Houston up to Dallas, where there was a festival that we played at, and then we worked the festival the rest of the weekend, which that festival is where I actually met Terry. So I was always gleaning ideas as we would drive. I was writing down everything that passed that sparked my interest. But anyway, uh, this one particular day we were driving, and Ren was driving, and I was looking around and writing things down, and... In Texas, they have what they call feeder roads, which are parallel roads that run alongside the highway that you can get to your ranches or farms or whatever, and then hop back onto the freeway. And there was a break in the trees coming up on the right, and I looked through the break in the trees as we drove by, and there was a sign on a fence. And the sign said, 97 acres dash will divide. And so I wrote that down with the hyphen in place, and then as we drove a little further, I looked down, and I realized... It was a statement if I removed the hyphen. So I took the hyphen out and I started writing 97 Acres. I wrote that lyric in about five minutes. And as we passed, I just put myself in the shoes of whatever family was having to release their land. I have never had land. You know, being a military brat, you have the GI issue, basic stuff, and a few personal things that you have. But I grew up kind of gypsy-like and never really tethered to anything, but I, I think my soul has a longing to be tethered to a piece of land so I could relate to these people. And so I wrote that lyric about the family that was selling their land. And I had a DJ in Santa Fe contacted our producer after the record was released. And she said, you tell that girl that I wish I could give this song to every family in this valley because the kids are inheriting their parents' land or their grandparents' land and selling it off as fast as they can to developers and stuff like that. And suddenly Santa Fe, which was this sleepy little town, is now getting all these malls and strip malls and stuff like that coming in. And so I think that this song really resonates with people who have had land in their family and lost it. It's 97 Acres, performed by 2-Bit Palomino, written by Andrea and Peter Wren Renfrey. 97 Acres. The sign says 97 acres will divide. 
Just this side of Dallas Heading north on 45 And it would break my father's heart To see that sight If he were still alive Cause that 97 acres Was a family legacy And all daddy had to leave To my two brothers and me Once he was out of the equation All the problems added up So easily You see 97 acres will divide A family in ways you Time will tell how deep, how wide Ninety-seven acres will divide Ray Jr. wants to hand it to some land developers Cut down all the trees and sell them off for lumber first Can't decide which one goes I'd hate to see the worst Now Billy says he wants to keep it in the family But what good is a farm if there's no money in the Seven acres will divide A family in ways you can't describe And only time will tell how deep, how wide Ninety-seven acres will divide today for Song of the Soul is Andy Renfrey. She was one-third of the group known as Two-Bit Palomino, which performed that song of hers, 97 Acres. 
And I was wondering, as I listened to the song, Andy, it said that people write what they know. So when you wrote a Buffalo Grass, you were, as your love for plants, you wrote about that. Uh, you mentioned earlier that you get to come to Thanksgiving gatherings if you cook, <laughs> something <laughs> like that. And I was wondering if, since you're one of five children, I think, in your family, uh-huh. I was wondering if you know anything about family discord. Oh, yes. <laughs> good, <laughs> good. It's, it, it's important to have those life skills that come from, I'm not sure that it's exactly true that anything that doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I'm not sure that that's true, but there definitely is some truth that proper application of learning and stress can lead to growth. Yes, I believe that conflict shows you what you're made of. I don't think it builds you. I think it reveals you. And so, yeah, I think that every time that we have conflict, we're all having to reassess our coping mechanisms, our thinking, our acceptance or unacceptance of circumstances. And we're all surely doing a lot of soul searching right now, trying to figure out where we stand on things. Sometimes the ground shakes and you need to check your footing. And Mm -hmm. I think that's your spiritual footing as well. And that's certainly true politically and with the whole advent of the coronavirus. So many people's lives are vastly altered. (laughs) I saw a humorous thing uh, via Facebook, uh, something about, you know, okay, well, with isolation because of coronavirus, there's two choices. A is you can stay with your husband, nobody else here all of the time. And B, and she says right away, I'll take B, whatever it is. (laughs) 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 Uh, Which I assume was all completely intended humorously, but a lot of people kind of feel like they lose their soul if they haven't got their things out there in the world. One of the things that happens for you and Ren is that this calls into question the tour you were going to be doing in June. How does that hit you in your heart? I'm fine with it. I mean, whatever happens, I just, I'm never one that hangs on to could have been so much. I just, I assess and move forward. That's how I've survived in my life and it's done well for me. And I think it makes me a better writer because I don't dwell on the past as far as what I could change. People have asked me before, would you go back and change things? And I'm like, no, because the bad things that happened to me might have happened to a sibling instead of me. And perhaps they wouldn't have survived it as well as I did. So I think that it's made me be grateful for the survival skills that I've accumulated through the years. I'm I'm a very happy person. Most people who meet me would never guess what I've been through in my life. And I'm happy with that, you know. But I think it makes me a really a better writer because I have a deeper appreciation for things than a lot of people do. Well, you know what I'd appreciate is to have another song. Why don't we do Things I Dream About? I had a question posed to me on Facebook on a songwriter group that I was in. The guy who was running the group said, what do you dream about? And at first I, I took him in the literal sense and I started writing down the things that people dream about you know, wingless flight. Don't we all dream about flying? And don't we dream about tropical paradises to go to or things that are enriching? And then I started thinking about, well, what do people dream about 
as far as relationships and the world and the song just evolved. I wrote that one super quickly as well. And um, I gave that lyric to a co-writer of mine named Sharon Cassidy, who is fabulous with melody and music. And she put the music to that lyric very quickly. And that one has been a really touching one that we've done uh, with 2-Bit Palomino. Things I Dream About, 2-Bit Palomino, written by Andy Renfrey. And Sharon Cassidy. And Sharon Cassidy. Blue water, northern lights. Smoky mountains, wingless flight Things I dream about I dream about long-lost friends A second chance Making a difference True romance Things I dream about I dream about things I wish would come true Sometimes I pray like many do For a better world we could all wake up to Well, there's no war or poverty And everybody's free to be what they were meant to be Yeah, these are the things I dream about Distant worlds, countless stars Wooden nickels and mason jars Things I dream about I dream about time to think Reasons to laugh Thankful heart straight path Things I dream I dream about things I wish would come true Sometimes I pray like many do For a better world we could all wake up to Well, there's no war or poverty And everybody's free to be what they were meant to be Enough for all peace on earth Picking up trash and leaving the trees Cleaning the ocean, saving the bees A wonderful life for you and me Yeah, these are the things These are the things you wouldn't believe All of the things I dream about about things I wish would come true Sometimes I pray like many do For a better world we could all wake up to Well, there's no war or poverty And everybody's free to be what they were to be Things 
For me, that's an inspirational song, Things I Dream About, performed by 2-Bit Palomino, and two-thirds of 2-Bit Palomino is Andy Renfrey and Ren Renfrey. The song was co-written between Andy and Sharon Cassidy, who is the other co-author of that song. You're responsible primarily for the lyrics in that song, right? Yes, and, the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. And there was one line in there that I really was wondering what it meant or where it came from in you. He said, sometimes I pray like many do. And I'm not sure what that was referring to. I, well, I had it, some ideas. but It's tied to another line. It's part of a couplet. Sometimes I pray like many do for a better world we can all wake up to. Mm-hmm. So I think that a lot of people pray that, things will be better. Like we're all praying that things will be better right now. You know what I mean? And so I think that prayer is just, it's lifting up your hopes and your expectations to a higher power and hoping for a good turnout. You know, I think that that's what people do. So, but I, yeah, we've gotten a lot of good responses from that song. We were, we were really blessed. Uh, That was the title cut from Tubit Palomino's last record We had a good run. We toured for seven years and really enjoyed our time and the harmonies. Oh, my gosh, it was so much fun. We were the vocal group of the year twice in the Texas Music Awards, and it was a huge blessing in our lives. Well, and a blessing to those who got to hear you and get to pass along your music. How do you find these people that you do music with? Do you just write something and I say, this is uh, something that I think you can put a tune to. How do you connect up with people? Well, networking is a huge part of being a songwriter. A lot of people write alone. I find that I write best with other people when you combine energies. As I said, that's how Ren and I met. And actually knew Sharon Cassidy from the website that I was on called songtown.com. And it is a networking site for songwriters. And it teaches you about writing and about pitching and about everything about songwriting itself. It's Nashville-based, but it's just an overall great perspective. And she was a member on that site as well. That's how we met. And one of many ways that you meet. I'm afraid that the clock is winding down. One more song. How are we going to put the final crowning glory on the Song of the Soul for Andy Renfrey? Well, I wrote this next song with an artist named Elise Black. She's based in Austin right now. She has a gorgeous voice. And she was doing a project that she called the Love and Laughter Project. And we had a write scheduled. So I started one song about laughter and one song about love. And I wrote uh, the verse and chorus for this song. And then I had several couplets set off to the side that we just pulled in as they resonated with her. And we sat there and wrote this song in an hour and a half. And I'm very blessed that she put it on her record that she was just about to cut that was produced by Eric Rossi, who was an L.A.-based producer who produced Sarah Bareilles and Alicia Keys and people like that. So uh, I love this song. It's called Love Lives, and I think that that's a good reminder for all of us right now. Yeah, especially in this time. They refer to it as social distancing, although really, I, you know, I'm getting to know you, Andy, even though we have to be physically distant socially, there's nothing distant about the kind of sharing that you do here. And so I'm, I'm so appreciative of that kind of sharing and the way that you 
channel both your feelings, insights, your aspirations for the world through your music and the way that you share it with others. So thank you so much for doing that and for joining me today for Song of the Soul. Thank you so much, Mark. It was great to be on your program, and thanks for having me. It's nice to meet you. So we're going to go out with one more song. It's written by Andy Renfrey, co-written with Elise Black. The Renfries, again, their website is renfries.com. Any question on spelling, come via nordenspiritradio.org. Thanks to Andrew Jansen for production assistance on today's program. Here is Love Lives, performed by Elise Black, co-written with Andy Renfrey. We'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. And the message is Love Lives. Love dies. Weariness and wandering of hopelessness and pondering affairs of the heart and love cries. At Hallmark movies watched alone with no one, you can even phone in the saddest parts. But lovely and stolen kisses on the train, shared umbrellas in the rain, like a silver curtain for all. Beats against the chamber walls Of hearts that learn to give Yeah, that's, that's where love is Love lies In fires where you warm your toes Chopsticks on an old piano Perfectly out of tune Love high With children laughing in the park Where fireflies light up the dark On a Saturday in June But lovely And stolen kisses on the train Shed umbrellas in the rain Like a silver curtain falls Beats against the chamber walls Their hearts still learn to give Yeah, they are That's where love is The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org. Guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helpsmeet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.